I know you really want me or control me I know I could be sad and give up on life But I feel it would be better To just put it away and get lost to the music I only know when I feel this way I know I'll be alright Am I really here? Take one step away and I don't feel the pain I'm here but I'm outside of the situation I'm in shock again Am I awake or am I dreaming? Hi, this is Laura Jean Fanella, singer and songwriter. And today I just wanted to bring to you the importance of nourishment. Since I share my journey of healing with music and spirituality that I use, the types of, and of course nutrition. And I also had stressed how the average of women being abused through physical means and emotional means is about one in every three women and that's what's reported and I have been trying to tie together the inflammation that is so high within women from everything they've gone through that leads to autoimmune diseases where a lot of women will end up at the chiropractor and they will end up treating these women for an autoimmune disease. And I think what a lot of women don't understand is that the autoimmune diseases actually come from physical stress and emotional stress on the body, which I have been told by doctors. And I just really wasn't able to really tie in where I got it from. And I think one person had said hereditary, but no doctors had ever discussed with me my Hashimoto's. And in a way, it's good, I think, now because I didn't um, worry about it. So I really didn't have, I think, a lot of side effects from it because I really wasn't aware of it. But I'm sorry about the noise in the background. I think there's a motorbike up there. I'm in the city, so. <laughs> but um, stemming back from... The abuse that I had and I said I didn't get hit much in my marriage but I was hit by him before we got married badly and then I was physically abused by him again once that we are married and I would say oh well I really wasn't hit that much well first of all if you're hit at all it causes a horrible amount of harm to your body not counting the emotional abuse on top of the fact of all the times he would frighten me waiting for it to come again which he would laugh and think it's funny so between that and then my second long-term relationship having my head smashed against an SUV um, window of this gentleman that he owned and those were the only two long-term relationships I ever had and then I just walked away from long-term relationships and I haven't had any since then. But, um, you know, these things add up. 
to things happening to your body and the inflammation from these injuries that you say to yourself, well, how can I sit there and have something happen to my body? Let's say show up many years later, or maybe it was never detected, because a lot of people don't get diagnosed with autoimmune diseases, or I would have to say I'll stay on autoimmune diseases because the inflammation usually will lead to that. But I, I have been also trying to express that there's so many long-term effects of abuse on the body. And it doesn't have to be domestic violence. It can be from sexual abuse as a child, abuse as a child. But all these things, when you walk away from it and the book is closed as far as the justice is concerned, if you've been lucky enough to get it, um, if you've gotten away from that marriage, uh, the the, the rules or laws, excuse me, on that are are just strictly written down for the immediate moment. I can't tell you how many times I had so many organizations say to me, well, if you just left that person within six months or so, then we'll help you. Um, so, I mean, they don't realize this is a long-term thing. I mean, it doesn't ever stop. It takes years before you get your financial situations together. It takes years, years before you actually get half the things down on paper or even some of it down on paper because nobody wants to deal with it. Everybody just walks away from it. And which is really sad. It's another thing I wanted to bring up is the fact that most people don't want to deal with the fact that there's something wrong with you or where it came from. The fact that there might be guilt from someone um, that someone did something wrong to you. So nine times out of ten, I found that people just don't want to get involved, whether it's your doctor, um, many different organizations, different schools, uh, a lot of the organizations that are supposed to be helping you. If it didn't go along with the guidelines of what they think or what they feel, a lot of these places are written up with guidelines, especially if they're getting money that is state or federally funded, they have to follow the guidelines that are written up. So if you don't fit into those guidelines, and most of us don't, then they're not gonna give it to you. And um, one of the guidelines I wanted to mention is when I came back and I was from running from abuse and I had gone to counseling at the city where I ran from abuse in, I was in a room where not only did they have this this thing called trigger warning, which I understand you have to give a heads up when there's something intent that's going to come out when you're talking to the general public or at maybe a general meeting or maybe someone that you know that might react from that. But if you're going to counseling in there, you're in there because you all have been there. So if you have something to say, and it's very hard to get everything out, that's the time to do it. Well, we weren't allowed to do that because it might trigger someone. Well, we want that trigger so that we can get all that out. They barely have time to talk to you, the counselors too. So it takes so much time before you get all those details done, especially most of us have suffered mild brain injury just from our necks and heads being, and bodies being thrashed around and no one counts that. So, but there were a lot of young women in there who had their children taken from them. 
because they reported domestic violence and they reached out for help. And it just seems like it's one of these things that are slapped back at us. Our hands are slapped. I know many times I was threatened when I would try to report it as to what was going to happen. And then I would have that threat thrown around me and hanging over my head. And I learned not to say anything in despite of my own. But I mean, I'm covered head to toe with injuries. So this is how the system is set up if you're dealing with federally or state funded programs. But these women, they, they were very sad in there. They looked as though they were being punished. And that was openly discussed, the fact that they had to, they mandatedly had to be there. And their children were taken away. And they were in there for domestic violence support. So this is what, this is what happens to these moms a lot of the times. I'm assuming it's where the laws are written up. But I, obviously that that's wrong. And a lot of people try to start private, private organizations to help. Women and children, really. I think children that run from abuse at home have the same problem. And I've always felt badly. That's really the only thing that kept me going was the fact that I knew children were out there living in the woods, trying to do the right thing and stay away from a bad situation at home. Not only so they don't turn out like that, but because they know what's wrong. They don't want to be around somebody that's doing something wrong. Whether it's sexual, physical, uh, Lord knows, maybe the parent is doing illegal activity, but I just, it held me together knowing that I had everyone coming against me, calling me a liar which I already knew that would happen. That's why I held up as long as I could, but I was really literally about to fall to the ground with injuries and I, I didn't want to uh, let that go on any longer. So I, I removed myself from just where I was living. I was never with this person and that's another long story, but I had to call something domestic violence, of, which might have gone back to some of these guys I went out with as, as a, a crime of hate as to this man who kept following me and abusing me, who I never dated, but so, um, with all this happening to you and with it not being taken into consideration, everything that your body has gone through afterwards, your body is just a total mess. And it's very, very hard to heal and be healthy. And I know at one point we had a lot of women who were dying from heart disease. And I, I couldn't understand that. And I thought, okay, there's a lot of trauma in women's lives, but how does that specifically get to such a, a strong physical state? And it all makes sense to me now, because if your body's getting so abused, obviously everything's gonna come down to it, it reaching to your heart. And if you haven't been able to eat properly or you haven't been taught to eat properly when you were younger, um, maybe when you left home and you were out and you could have had a choice maybe to eat differently or drinking and smoking too, that, that's horrible. But if, if there's a chance, and if you have a 33% chance of this happening to you in your life, and some statistics even say higher of abuse physically and emotionally happening in your life, then you really have to take a serious consideration 
of what's going to happen to your body down the road and do you want to surrender to this and just let your body come to a state where it's so overwhelmed that there's no turning back and a, a lot and myself i was giving up just a few not a few years ago i'd have to say eight or nine years ago probably maybe longer than that uh, my body, I wasn't giving up like suicidal giving up. I was giving up in the fact of my body was tired and I didn't know anything about the autoimmune disease. No one discussed it with me. And I'm sure it was triggered at times because of all the, all the further abuse from being drugged with possibly poisons, which that was being discussed with me back at that time. And that's when I started turning my life around when someone reached her hand out to me and told me what things to put into my body, what things to omit to start the healing. And then just a few years ago, maybe a couple, I started learning about healing the gut. And when you take these things out of your body, you don't have to do that forever because I started missing some things that were important to me that I need to add back in. But, um, It's if I if I drank or smoked a lot, smoked a lot or ate a lot of processed food, I can't imagine how much harder it would be for me. And believe me, I know how hard actually processed food costs more money. But I know how hard it is to try to buy organic fruits and vegetables and I couldn't afford to do that. And I still didn't have a whole lot of reactions that I can place my finger upon from my Hashimoto's and I have to ask myself why and I really think it was because of the factors mean factors of me not drinking and smoking and I understand I had my party days when I was younger we can't change that but if you're younger now and you can think about it try to try to shorten your party days and it's not giving in it it's being a warrior be a warrior with yourself put that shield up in front of you don't walk into it and say, oh, well, this is the way it's going to be. You know, I give in, I give up. There's just a few things you can do in your life to make that war that might come to you so much easier to walk through. I mean, I knew I was walking through a war when it, when it, and it faced me. I knew I had to, to survive it. But fortunately, I just didn't do a lot of playing around once I, I, grew up and was a grown-up and went out into the working world and went out on my own and I basically um, especially when I lived in New York and I was making enough money I ate wonderfully all the time so I really think that's what helped me a lot and even at times when I couldn't eat the best um, like I, I, I laugh now kind of sometimes because I would give my son the better cut of meat and I'd have the fats, and, and it probably wasn't grass-fed, but the fact that my body needed those natural oils sometimes from the fat in those in meat, and it wasn't a lot, it was just a little bit, but you read a lot of different diets, and I don't really believe in completely doing one diet over the other, but a little bit of the oils in these animals, especially with the type of injuries I sustained, really seemed to help me throughout the years and I did end up having to take um, cholesterol uh, pills but I took care of that myself completely and got off it once I started changing my diet around and I think mainly that was 
taking out um, additives and preservatives, even if I couldn't afford to always eat organic. But um, it's just a miracle what you can do when your body, your body is so resilient, even when you're older, if you just give it the tools it needs to um, protect itself. So I have the song, Am I Awake Here? And um, I, I think I've played it on here before and it's it's out at my um, Spotify that just got messed up again with my listeners because I put up my music through a free service and <laughs> everything gets jerked around. Uh, Worry just came up by the way, but it's really hard to find. But it is at Pandora and safely at Pandora. <laughs> So, and if you don't like my Lori Jean Fanella radio, you can pick a song that you like and a station will go off of that. And I have some really cool artists that go along with the, the songs that you might pick. Like Till Then has extremely good songs. That's a song about rape and not getting justice and the abuser being in purgatory before he ends up going to heaven. But um, I just had thought, I'm losing my voice. I won't be able to do this too much longer, but... I just really wanted to make sure I got a podcast out for you this week. I had a couple hundred more um, as far as on the the stats. I don't know how many people are listening really when you got to listen. I'm hoping that it's educatedly getting around what I can share from what I've learned. Or maybe it's, you know, if someone wants to put it on their radio station, I'm fine with that. I don't know what Anchor lets you do. But I'm just hoping a lot more people than a couple hundred have um have gotten to to listen and to hear me and I only want to bring messages of of hope and importance and inspiration and I'm sorry for those those women who are losing their children uh, for reporting that they've gone through domestic violence this was here in Oregon so I don't know other states but um, it is completely unfair and I know CPS would say, well, we just remove the child from a dangerous situation and then, you know, figure out later what's going on. Well, 99% of the time we know that a woman says she's been abused, she's been abused and you should just deal with it that way. And if the man is any kind of a man, he would certainly step back and understand. So, I mean, it has to be child protection services that are doing this horrific type of work and they've been all over me. I mean, my son is very well grown now, but they were all over me for many years. And I really, the times that I really um, had to deal with them personally, I feel, I say all over me, but I probably feel all over me because my abuser was all over me. But I'd say about three times I had to deal with them very unfairly uh, face to face. and. The first times was because I was reaching out and I just said I felt so much abuse going on around me and that's when I started seeing things change and kind of the threats coming my way and the personal visits and with that attitude and I could just see and I knew once I put my foot in that way that that wasn't going to be something I could rely on. So when I was doing my radio show for women and hearing them all talk about how they were abused, and this was about the nine-year-ago mark, a lot of them were, were telling me the stories of what they went through, but I had no idea that when you reported it, they come in and they remove your children. Now, I was getting the stories of what was happening to the children and 
some were possibly being sold and then you have to worry about pedophiles and the foster care system and there were just so many horrible stories but when I really sat down in counseling I really got to hear you know hear from these at least two or three young women I mean they were young women 18 to 22 I'd say that had these little babies and toddlers that were taken away from them and they were just grief-stricken yet look they looked like they had no feeling in the world you could poke them with a pin and they wouldn't have even moved and I just found that extremely sad. So I just think awareness is very important. And I think if we all really bond together and we take the information that is given to us and we try to learn from it, I probably would do things a lot differently um, if I had had this information ahead of time. Maybe we can make better choices for ourselves. Uh, for our children, thinking about them down the road, and, and I hope not like me having to stay in a situation. Like I said, I wasn't living with any abuser, but having to just try to deal with it on my own. Um, I'm just hoping that there'll be better, better things for us if I keep giving this information. So I will play the rest of "Am I Awake for You," and I want to thank you for supporting me with this podcast you've been wonderful showing up and I know it's important that I still keep coming out and giving you my messages and my music how I'm doing personally where I'm a survivor and I think when I can share positive moments with you that that's really important I'll be sharing some some more happy moments I'm feeling a skip in my beat lately so you'll be getting that your way so stay safe stay blessed Feel it would be better to let the past go right now. I can see into the future and make beauty of a bad situation. situation I'm in shock again am I awake or am I dreaming we fight to keep it quiet but what do we have to do this blood burst till it spills over my quiet screams to no Step away and I don't feel the pain